Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. today's spoken edition of Wired. Presented by the Salvation Army. Join the fight for good and donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army if you're listening with Alexa or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. The feds just hit a notorious swatter with 46 new charges. He intends to plead guilty. By Brendan Corner. Three days after last Christmas, a 25-year-old Los Angeles man named Tyler Barris allegedly called police in Wichita, Kansas, and pretended that he'd murdered his father and was holding hostages in a house near the city's downtown. Barris thought the house belonged to an avid Call of Duty gamer he wanted to harass, but he was mistaken about the address. Wired has published a detailed account of the case. When the cops showed up in force, 28-year-old Andrew Finch opened his front door to see what the commotion was about. Seconds later, he was dead, shot by a police sniper across the street. It was the first time this sort of vile prank, commonly known as swatting, had resulted in a death, and Barris was charged with a litany of crimes in state and federal court, including involuntary manslaughter. He was extradited to Kansas, where he's currently being held. Now, Barris's considerable legal troubles have become even more complex. Late yesterday, federal prosecutors in the Central District of California filed a criminal information document that accuses Barris of a vast new array of crimes. The earliest date back to September and October of 2015, when prosecutors alleged that Barris phoned in a series of bomb threats to schools in Ohio, New Hampshire, Nevada, Massachusetts, and Illinois. Barris told me that he evacuated these schools because his online Halo friends were students there. He wanted to give them a day off class. But the bulk of the 46 crimes detailed in the document occurred during the last four months of 2017, shortly after Barris was released from Los Angeles County Jail after having served nearly two years behind bars. He had pled no contest to two separate crimes, making bomb threats against an ABC affiliate in October 2015 and violating a protective order that had been taken out by his grandmother in January 2017. Those crimes run the gaunt from bomb threats to swatting to bank fraud, and several involve unindicted co-conspirators who are identified only by their Twitter handles, at Internet Lord, at Tragic, at Throw, and at spared. Prosecutors allege, for example, that Barris called police in Dedham, Massachusetts and claimed to be an ISIS member who had planted a bomb inside a local television station, that he swatted someone in Milford, Connecticut at the request of at Internet Lord, 
and that he accepted three payments of $10 each from at throw in exchange for swatting people in Avon, Indiana, and Cincinnati. The bank fraud charge, meanwhile, centers on at Internet Lord's alleged use of a stolen credit card to buy a NASA hat for Barris, who was living in a Los Angeles homeless shelter at the time. Barris conducted his campaign of terror from the computers at a nearby public library. The filing of the criminal information document in California is part of a recent flurry of legal activity involving Barris. On September 26, the pending trial in his involuntary manslaughter case, which had been scheduled to begin in a Kansas state court on October 1st, was postponed until January 7th. That same day, Barris was formally transferred into the custody of the U.S. Marshals. He's now being held in a detention center in Newton, Kansas, about 25 miles outside Wichita as he awaits trial in the Federal District of Kansas for charges ranging from cyberstalking to wire fraud. Shane Gaskill, whom Barris allegedly intended to target in the Wichita swatting, and Casey Viner, an Ohioan whom prosecutors claim asked Barris to carry out the hoax, are co-defendants in the case. Both have pled not guilty. The California case appears likely to be rolled into the federal case in Kansas. Barris's federal public defender has already requested that the case be transferred to the District of Kansas, where Barris would then plead guilty to the charges listed in the criminal information document. It is highly possible that a third federal case involving Barris could be transferred in a similar manner. In May, he was indicted in the District of Columbia for phoning in bomb threats to the FBI and the Federal Communications Commission. The growing legal pressure on Barris comes amid increased state and federal efforts to combat the menace of swatting. In April, for example, Kansas Governor Jeff Collier signed into law the Andrew T. Finch Act, which increased the maximum penalty for swatting to 41 years. Two months later, Congressman Elliot Engel, a New York Democrat, introduced a federal anti-swatting bill, and Seattle police recently launched a program that invites people who think they might be targeted by swatters, such as high-profile Twitch streamers, to share their concerns with cops, so that dramatic 911 calls involving their address can be handled with appropriate skepticism. The California charges may heap further misery on Barris, but that doesn't bring much satisfaction to the family of Andrew Finch. Finch's mother, Lisa, has directed the bulk of her ire at the Wichita Police Department, which she believes acted with extreme recklessness on the night of her son's death. She is suing the city and several of its police officers in federal court for violating Andrew's civil rights. Barris, meanwhile, is someone she rarely allows herself to mention. I'm glad he's caught. Maybe that will save other people's lives, she says. But why are they just now doing this? Why didn't they stop him earlier? Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.